Hi, how are you? I'm Dylan Nix, and this is Horror Flicks with Hart Nix. Uh, and we're here to measure our dicks on this podcast. All right, here we go. A podcast where every episode we measure our dicks. <laughs> see, if they, see, if they, see if they grew or if they shrunk. That'd be cool if mine grew. Episode 365. Uh, What's no change. <laughs> we report sadly no change in the dicks um, uh, sizes. But anyway, uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks to our sponsors. Then, then we just list dudes reads for twenty five minutes. It's longer than the actual. Ronnie's wings. <laughs> uh, Manscape comes with the ball deodorant, <laughs> facial trimmer. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> your mom jeff's, buys some ad space jeff's aunt beyond <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, these It's okay to have thoughts. That's just a fantasy. Gotta look the other way. He's a busy man. But no pictures. The holiday season, man. If you ask me, it was pretty killer. Yeah. I could be, I'll, I'd be happy if like this was my last Christmas ever. Like it was solid. Dude, I spent it. I watched uh, Cloverfield, one of my favorite movies. Did I watched, you? Yeah, I watched Hitch with Will Smith and oh, Kevin James. Doing. Yep. It was just a killer Christmas. Oh, hey, the Clove Hitch Killer. We're covering that. That's actually Dude. what I want to talk about. Maybe that's why I was on my mind. What a what a fucking coincidence! Because we just had to have our septic tank pumped out, and we hired McDermott Septic. Yeah, Dylan, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean you mean you need? Was the plumber's name Charles? <laughs> no, it's Frank. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't his name, Charlie Plummer, the kid in this movie. I think so. Yeah, that, hey, that wasn't that wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> this got picked through our complicated, random numbered year generator last podcast, and you know, I it wasn't until I watched it and I thought about it, I was like, damn, this did show up under horror movies of 2018 yeah it did but but it's not really i don't know if i would have picked this uh if i had you know just been like what am i picking um but i'm so glad we picked it because i've wanted to rewatch it and i wanted you to see it but it's kind of an uh like i said it's not really a horror movie it's more of a it's a a suspense thriller i would say mystery 
probably mystery. mystery mystery drama thriller um yeah so it's a uh, horror thrillers or i guess it's kind of scary like the idea of it is pretty fucking oh yeah it's, it's horrific so i think yeah. you can count it i mean it's literally based off uh, or uh inspired by the btk killer yeah seeing yeah. dylan mcdermott in that dress was pretty horrific that mask and dress scene when he was <laughs> dude <laughs> oh man whoa when i first saw this movie because this was obviously uh, i've seen this before um i had heard good really good things about this movie so i was so excited to, love, to watch it because i really love um I love movies about serial killers where they're treated where they're treated real and it's not um, some crazy bullshit. Like this movie, Summer of 84, um, The Frozen Ground with John Cusack and Nicolas Cage, um, Mr. Brooks. God damn, like those are some of my favorite movies, honestly. Maybe not Frozen Ground, but it's still good. Just because I love the way it portrays serial killers so just i don't know just so realistically yeah i mean that's what i i was gonna bring up summer of 84 as well yeah uh because of that reason it's like the what we kept saying with that was like watching something on the id network yeah with a good plot good acting and they just take you know and certain like events that they were inspired from that happened in real life and turn it into a a realistic just like <clears throat> this movie is actually pretty interesting so right off the bat i really like this a lot i love serial killer movies i kind of love i know it's not your thing and i'm not obsessed with it but i'm into a lot of like serial killer stuff and like reading i get lost in like reading about it well i, I mean i don't idolize these people like you were talking about i think that's the difference is like i'm obviously very fascinated with it like the movie i'm making now is a it's about a serial killer granted it's fake but like i am fascinated with the the lore of serial killers because it isn't very interesting fucking uh just i don't even know what i don't want to call it genre but just uh, a, a thing that exists in our society but yeah there's a fine line when like, people are like like who is is that a poster of ted bundy on your wall you know it's like uh that's when it starts to get a little too weird for me like people have tattoos of ted bundy on like girls and he's like he 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 raped women and killed them horrifically and you have him fucking tattooed on like above your vagina and it just fucking makes me sick um i don't know i'm getting hard (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i don't know i I think the problem is, is people just tend to blur a line between like real life serial killers and equate it with like just a subgenre of horror. And I feel like, uh, and it's just like, no, no, no. Like horror is fiction and that shit, true crime is real. So maybe we shouldn't be selling like Ted Bundy action figures or Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer. Well, I think it's a few things. One, uh, one thing that can be very annoying is if someone's doing it or some girl who spends most of her time, you know, walking around a mall with her friends and hitting up hot topic thinks it's cool to, you know, I'm going to wear this you know, Ed Gein shirt 
or whatever like she, like doing it to be like oh the, people are gonna think i'm weird and crazy there's that aspect of it yeah and then there's also the aspect of not being able to realize uh you know there's people those victims they had families if you say the name yeah. Ed or you say this name they're probably not gonna really like that you're putting this per like imagine if uh the night you know the night stalker killed mckenna and I come over rocking my Night Stalker shirt 10 years later. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey. So I, I, I get it. But also, there is a, there's also on the other side of that, I think people have a fascination, like I do, of just the human psyche. When I listen to, or when I watch Charles Manson and they ask him, uh, <clears throat> like, I think they just ask him, like, who do you think you are? Like, who are you exactly? And then he does, he gets real close and he, he makes like a mean face and they start smiling and he starts going. And then after all these weird faces and emotions, like mean, happy, sad, he does all the emotions. And then he leans in close and he goes, nobody. Yeah. Really, yeah. it's just a crazy old motherfucker. But for some reason, when you, know, you ask him something and he's just like, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm a boxcar and a jug of wine or I'm a razor blade if you get, or a switchblade if you get too close to me. And he just has such a way with words where it's like, uh, like, <laughs> it's like writers wish they could come up with that shit. You know what I mean? I guess that's where I'm okay with it in a sense of like, if you are making it more of a character than an actual they person. in the characters. And then maybe that's like, oh, just, I mean, it's still kind of fucking weird, but I get it more. But it is also still just kind of disturbing on some level but at the same time like people are just fucked up anyways so it's fine um but that's why i mean but that's of course this is fiction i mean granted that this was based on the btk killer who's horrific um but so maybe it's not even any better like if you like this then you know like in a way you like the btk killer but it's like no i like this because this is fiction like uh, yeah but you meant here's another thing that this movie does is there's there's scenes in this that are a little they're tough because yeah it, they put where it seems so real yeah and, yeah, then, yeah and then it reminds you that did happen yeah that type of shit did happen and it's so i mean yeah i mean we'll we'll get into it and I originally didn't think this would be a very long pod, very long podcast. I don't think it will, but there is definitely a lot to unpack here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but since we're talking about serial killers, it is interesting because like when I was younger, um, like there was like a brief period of time where I was so into horror movies, like the, the Halloween movies, the fucking Jason movies. Uh, Mr. Brooks came out when I was in seventh grade, I think. So 2007. Um, and I was just really into these movies where like I had like a small fantasy about being a serial killer, but not like in any real sense. It was just like, I think my brain was just overactive imagination. Yeah. And like, it, it just seemed like, oh, if I was in a, like, if I was a serial killer in a movie, like that's badass. And then it's not, it's funny when you get older and you look back and you're just like, you have some weird fucking thoughts. But um, what I like about this movie is I, cause I always thought about then, like what would happen if I did become a serial killer? Like, what if I tried to hide it and get away with it? How would that um, like affect my family or how would that, how would it really play out in real life? And that's why when I finally saw this movie, I was like, holy shit, this is 
fucking awesome because this feels so real this is like just a little indie movie about a, like how a real life serial killer would just try and live a normal life and not get caught but what happens if your family does find out or anyone starts to suspect so um when i first saw this movie it really connected with like that weird part of my childhood where i just felt like an outcast and i was really into horror movies and like that kind of shit everyone's having those thoughts and uh i got my answer because like i thought this movie was pretty realistic yeah i mean well that's that's the thing this is a serial killer movie that wasn't just all about the serial killer himself this movie's about this son trying to navigate his father potentially being this killer yeah and then navigating when he thinks maybe someone else in the family is the killer and then navigating and dealing with it when it he finds out his father is the killer yeah so and and i think that's something the movie did really well because it sets up that mystery and we kind of get like a conclusion to that mystery early on um but it genuinely had me going where I'm like, I know the dad's the killer, but also is he like, is like, is, the, is there really just something that, you know, maybe he's just a fucking freak, a weirdo. And, hmm. but I'll, I'll, I'll be damned. Cause they actually had me believing he was the killer. Uh-huh. And then I was just like, he can't be like, that's, it's, he can't be like, he's just a weirdo. He's just a weird fucking freaky dude and they actually threw me off to where i no longer believed he was the killer anymore and wow, then they okay yeah and then I, when, I was actually gonna say in the very beginning right in the beginning we see dylan mcdermott who at first i was i was like is that dylan McDermott? all i knew is that dylan mcdermott was in this and right away i was like is that him i was like oh no that's not him and it was he like you know I, I forget you know you think of will and grace you know he's 60 years old i believe now or something no and, fucking uh, way he's gotta be late dylan. 50s 60 at least dylan mcdermott from will and grace, will and grace was a long time ago dude and he was probably mid to late 30s in the show he's 60 years old holy Damn, shit nailed it 60 years old so i didn't recognize him at first but after the scene when he's just standing there i said i wrote down in my notes my first note was he's the killer and that was before I, <laughs> that was before I knew for sure if if that was Dylan McDermott. I didn't I didn't even know Dylan McDermott was the like a lead in this movie. You just because whenever I don't know anything about the movie and you tell me a movie I don't I've never heard of, I don't look anything up until okay. After. But for a mystery, what I was going to say is this didn't really have mystery for me because it had to be him. This is a small cast. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. So the way this movie was set up, I thought it was so realistic to where like it honestly made me believe he wasn't the killer and that we were going to never find out who the real killer is. We were just going to find out that he's not the killer. He's just a fucking freak. So I thought that's the way the movie was going to be is like it's not about who really is the killer. It's just the fact that like he's not. But then it really it it got me. It really did the way because I don't know why I just didn't think. It would be it's not that simple it's just i didn't think that he would they would really make him be the killer for some reason 
I didn't think that's what it was going to be, but I was wrong. <laughs> when I was, did you, well, when did you get swerve when you said, like, was it the moment where he stumbled across the stuff and he told the story about it being his, the kid's uncle? No, it was as the kid. No, it was as the, I remember when I first watched it, it was as the kid was finding like the shit, like in the shed and the pictures and everything. I was like, so it's pretty early on. And I was just like, okay, I get what this movie's doing. It's going to set up the kid to be trying to figure out if the dad's the killer. But I really didn't like, I thought the mystery was going to last the whole movie. And then at the very end, we were just going to find out like, no, the dad's not the killer. He's just a fucking like pervert or something. And then we weren't going to ever find out who the real killer was, or maybe there'd be like a, like an epilogue where we just see some random dude, like, as the i don't know that's what i genuinely thought because for some reason it's just i was like the movie's called the clovich killer but it's not really going to be about the killer it's going to be like this little mystery drama thriller about the kid suspecting his dad is the killer when really the dad's just a pervert and i was dead wrong well let me ask let me ask you this so when the father i don't remember his name in this movie dylan mcdermott the clovich killer when he was um taking his son out to the woods and he was behind him walking oh no that's when i was like oh yeah he's the killer oh okay so i was actually gonna ask did you look at that scene as okay maybe he's not the killer because they're laying it on a little thick i mean yes but i i'm pretty sure that like there reached a point where i i said okay no like he's he's the killer there this is too weird okay and then like uh, honestly when he said the shit about the debt who is it? I just watched it. Who's the fucking? He blames somebody. Who is it? He blames his dad? brother. The kids. His uncle, brother. That's right. Who uh, got in an accident, a uh, car accident, and he made up the story to tell his son that, yeah, he did that because he was actually trying to commit suicide. He ended up in a wheelchair because of over the guilt. So he was trying to cover up for his brother and not wreck the family. Yeah, and that's when I said, "Oh no," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, if the kid believes that." then this is the worst movie ever. I will say I didn't, as a viewer, I didn't buy it for a second. I said in the very beginning, I, that was my first note, he's the killer, and it never wavered on me. And you would think that would be a demerit, but it wasn't because a part of me wants to say not a ton happened in this almost two-hour movie. I know that, I, 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 I look, a lot did. I don't know how to explain it. I, I don't, there wasn't a, a lot of mystery. It's there. a very quiet movie. It's a very I, quiet, like, yeah, passive. it's not big. There's not, okay, for example, there's not, you don't see like gore and crazy kills or and a chase scene, no yeah. chase scene or like all that shit. But I think the, the way this movie shot, the score, the suspense built, and the acting by everybody in the movie totally yeah. made up for all that yeah it covered for it so much it was just like, i mean i felt like i was on the edge of my seat oh yeah it got me like i there was no looking at my phone or anything i was like that shot I, I got when, lost uh, when the dad does take the son like on that trip in the woods and he's walking behind him and the son's just like getting nervous and i'm like that's a terrifying fucking situation to where it's like my dad he wouldn't do anything to me even if he was a killer and it's like well where would we'll, he we'll get to later which is another crazy oh man there's actually a lot of really good seasons yeah. <laughs> in, in, in this movie. the movie's fucking great and it's underrated um i don't hear a lot of people talk about it 
the guy who directed it, I don't think he's really directed a, a lot don't of other things. Don't look it up. The guy who uh, wrote it wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, the mm-hmm. first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. So great fucking writer. Um, the director's yeah. fucking solid, solid cast. And what I love too was it was a unique um, family dynamic. Because <clears throat> um, like, uh yeah i I love that they were like boy scout in the boy scouts and like they were super religious and super uh what's the word like strict like the parents were really strict and just like the community they lived in it was such an interesting heavy christian yeah uh yeah yeah and it was just i'm not around that a lot so i just thought that was an interesting thing and then i'm like well that's a good cover for a fucking serial killer i guess of course yeah i mean there's, yeah. there's people that you hear like you watch plenty of horror movie things he was, he was the so-and-so at our church he helped do this he like you know john wayne gacy was the clown at parties and whatnot so there's yeah. always a there's always a thing by the way i wasn't <laughs> i didn't want to like not i'm not trying to avoid giving information out there the reason i said don't look it up because we have a strive for five at the end of the episode okay. so it's not like don't look it up no i figured <laughs> as soon as you said it, i was like oh, okay he's got something in store i don't I, I don't even know if it's about the director or not i don't remember but i just i'd like to go by the do the questions by what we're covering so that was the reason it wasn't about don't look it up by the way guys i i apologize if i sound like i'm sniffling or struggling to talk i've been sick the past couple days so just just try to ignore that but yeah i was and um and overall i was kind of thinking i was i was like oh this is not a technically a horror movie yeah but it it, you know it gets a path but much like the guest it's covering horrific events and it may not and while this may not be a I guess because it's not officially one. This may not have gone down as a great horror movie. I think this is a fantastic serial killer movie. Yeah. Which is a genre unto itself that I really like. Like Much like Summer of 84. I always want to say 83. Well, this movie is kind of like The Silence of the Lambs in terms of like, it's a thriller. It's about a serial killer. And Silence of the Lambs is considered a horror movie and like has there's a Hannibal Lecter action figures and stuff. So right. I'm gonna call this a horror movie. I'm fine with I'm fine with it being close to that genre. Um, but yeah, everyone's fucking solid in the movie. The goddamn mom, um, the kid's great, the his sidekick, Cassie, the lady chick friend. The outcast. Yeah. Yes, and the so yeah, I guess to set up a little bit, we're finding the son who is raised in a strict family, the son of the Cloverfish Killer, we come to find out. Um, the son of McDermott. Son of, son of McDermott. Sounds like if I stubbed my toe on something. Son of McDermott! <laughs> uh, there's this outcast that has a bunch of rumors about her, which I think actually she might confirm something. She, like, think, I don't know, the churchgoers, the church kids think she might be, think she's like kind of a slut or an outcast or whatnot. And she gets heavily into helping him find out his if his worries are justified and his father's the killer. We come to find out later in another cool scene where he's so he believes his dad when he tells him the uncle story. Yeah, you know, I'm covering for your uncle. So he chooses, and you kind of think 
although I didn't believe it for a second, you had to picture the sun, it being in the sun shoes. You want, you don't want to believe your dad's the killer. I was going to say, I don't think he actually believed. I think he just really so badly wanted to believe because yeah. then everything can just go back to normal. And like, cause that's a, that's a rough thing. Cause it's like, what do you think? I mean, I would turn my dad in in a second, but it would be fucking heartbreaking. It's just, yeah, he found all this evidence. He found the, you know, the, you know, the license and IDs of all these people, all these victims. And, you know, his dad gives him the story, the excuse, and he tells his dad, we either need to, you know, contact the police or we need to just burn all this. Then it cuts right to the scene of them burning it, which was another cool. I don't oh, know. I like that hard cut to just them burning it. Because the dad's like, well, we're not contacting the police. That's for that's for fucking sure. <laughs> so he has to like burn all that shit. And then he's trying to tell his lady outcast sidekick, like, hey, this is what it was. I'm sorry. He, she's like, well, he's like, why are you so into this anyway? Like, that's it. It's over. Like, he didn't do it. And it turns out that her mother was one of the victims. Yeah. And it adds a whole new, like, Oh, and it helps actually make more sense of everything instead of her just being an outcast who's gung ho to help. Yeah, yeah, it really makes that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I remember when I when that happened, I was like, "Ew!" (laughs) That simple that uh simple scene where he uh, she says her mother's name, and he I I want to say it was Harper. If I'm wrong, I mean he goes, she's like uh, whatever. Say her name was Denise. He goes, Denise Harper. And then it's just quiet, and they're looking at each other like, "How did you know that?" And he yeah. saw it. He saw her mother's license. It, like it's crazy. Yeah. Like this. Like oh, and you see her like eyes start to well up. Like he saw like her dead mother's ID. He held it in his hands. He's just like, "I'm sorry." And it's there's some powerful scenes in this shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, especially as we get towards the end, because. Um, the dad sends the son away to to a camp, and then the, he sends the mom and daughter away, and you're just like, uh oh. And then we get that fucking weird ass, like, dude, I remember watching it, and I was just like, okay, yep, he's a killer, hundred percent this time. But it just went so like fucking weird with it for a minute, like oh. almost like Buffalo Bill territory when he put on that dress and shit. <laughs> Well, remember, too, uh, before they're at the dinner table, like he sends the son off to camp, which they also, and this movie does a really good job in a lot of ways now that we're covering it. <clears throat> they, they said earlier how they, they weren't able to send him to the camp that he wanted to go. Yeah. They set up, like, we're not going to have, we're not going to be able to do it this year, whatever. And then all of a sudden, well, we can do it. We can do it, and we're sending him off. So he says the goodbyes, he's gone. So now it's the father, the mother, and the little girl at the, you know, I think they were having breakfast, and he pitches the idea of, you should go see your mother. Yeah, go ahead. She goes, oh, yeah, can, you're able to get off work? No, no, I'm not able to, but I'll just do this, and I'll, when I get done, I'll meet you guys down there, or whatever, or whatever it was, Yeah, which was good shit. So now he gets everybody out of the house. And now before that, before he does get the wife out of the house, they try and have sex and he can't perform like he can't do it which is also like oh it, it gets deep it like he can't it's like he's feeding yeah like that's what he needs to get off yeah and it's not just missionary sex with his old wife 
even though she's a very beautiful lady. <laughs> yeah, just her attitude sucks. Like her strict ass Christian craziness. Well, that's the poor. She's a mom. Give her, give her a break. Yeah. And uh dude, I'll say this leading up to this too. Uh Dermot Mulroney really does a fucking solid job as uh a guy, obviously a fucking psychopath trying to play normal and like trying to be like a good solid dad. Yeah. Cause it is so uncomfortable. Cause even if he, even it turned out he wasn't the killer, he's so uncomfortable to watch. Like every time he was like with his son and like uh, just like with his family, I felt, or with the boy scouts and shit, I was like skin crawling just like ah remember when he put his son like in the very beginning when he put his son in the full nelson yeah yeah like, yeah that's like, a- say it say it say it. and he's like uncle which was a little bit of foreshadowing because they blamed his uncle that the <laughs> torture <all those> women. <laughs> yeah uh so then when we get to the part where because he ties he ties himself up right and like takes pictures and he has the creepiest looking he has a wig on, a dress, he's in heels, this creepy face, and he's setting his camera up and he's taking pictures of himself like in a noose with his hand behind his back. And then he's in bed later. I guess he's trying to maybe mm-hmm. get off to it. And he throws it aggressively on the ground because it's just not the same. Yeah. He just needs the real fear and women's it's like I mean, they they pulled this shit off really, really well. Yeah. I it's mean, kind of it's kind of frustrating because it's like they yeah like you said earlier not a lot happens so there's not a lot of um like big locations or big things that happen you just need a solid cast and a few houses and it's just like damn it we could have made this movie <laughs> how, <laughs> you know how, like yeah but you know how many movies have we said that about quite a few like i was like what Th- those locations just like get a decent cast yeah it's almost frustrating and that makes me give this movie even more credit. There was no Michael Bay explosions or bullshit. It was just straight up. No crazy gags. No, no great, huge nothing. cast. Get a handful of people that can fucking act their asses off. Get a good story. Here's the script. Let's, let's go. And that's what they did. So when he can't get off to the pictures of himself, it's like he's, you don't really sympathize with him that much because of, I don't know what he is. But you see, he did try. He couldn't. At the end of the day, he had to satisfy those urges. And now you see him at the grocery store, which is another thing they did well, because you basically watch. He did, a, they did such a good job of watching a killer pick his target. Mm-hmm. He just says one thing. He sees her. And instantly, without saying anything, without no dialogue, anything, the viewer knows, oh, OK, he's going for her. Dude, I remember when I first watched this and like all like we you know we're getting into the end and like him stalking her and shit and then like I literally thought, "Oh shit, this movie is so cuz it's not obviously like a big studio movie." I said this movie is going to fucking um like just end with him killing this chick and the, and like his family coming back and every and like how is you know like are you good? And he's he was going to be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm fine. Everything's fine." And I thought seriously, that's how it was going to end. Like he's going to kill. Like we're just going to follow him for like thirty minutes as he kills this chick, does everything he normally does, 
and then just goes back to being like his regular family man and that's gonna be the end of the movie i really thought that's what it was gonna do right like i thought we weren't gonna see the kid again except for when he comes back at the end because like i thought he like he's like he burned all the stuff so what what's there to do like i thought the girl got her closure so at least she knows like for sure like okay right my mom was a victim and um uh, oh well tell you what before he starts the stalking of that girl we see uh the friend our outcast girl show up to the house and he's like oh shit he's taking all the the high heels and the dress off and the wig and everything and eventually we find out something where we realize she wasn't in danger but when you're first watching it a first go through you're kind of like oh no she's showing up to the house with this guy and he's doing this shit and he takes a picture of her with a, it was so weird so creepy oh my god dude yeah oh and then, like, he's and he's he tells her to blow on it the polaroid yeah nothing it's it was hard watching it a second time because i already knew everything that happened so i didn't feel it because i know you know what i mean i right i knew she wasn't really in danger but yeah that first time watching it but you know what though i this this definitely seems like a movie that it's awesome but it's not the most obviously it's not supposed to i don't think it's supposed to be that rewatchable no but i would watch this tonight with someone who hasn't seen it yes yeah that's one of those movies like i'm actually like i i want to watch it again with someone like there's someone that i know would love this movie and i want to watch it with them now i there's someone it's almost two hours two hours long i think it's hour 50 hour 40 hour 50 Mm -hmm. and i'd watch this again like with someone with a first time viewer for sure but so that was another thing that kept you on your toes like oh no and then you watch him from, I guess you're kind of, at this point, we're going with uh, John Mulaney to wherever he yeah. wherever he needs to go. And we're watching him follow his next victim. And he goes in the house and he has the gloves on, the mask. And this girl's just sleeping on the couch. It's the victim that he just saw at the grocery store. And I like that he, still, he had his wedding ring on underneath his gloves still, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. Like they didn't like take the ring off for that. They... I don't know why that was such a small detail. I mean, I don't know what that says, but that picture of him or that shot of him standing there in the living room looking down at the girl is the oh one of the posters for the movie. Oh, really? Okay. I yeah. It's really it's such a dope. Like I'm so happy that was one of the posters. Um because I remember because I didn't look up a trailer when I first watched this. I just saw that poster and I said, What's it about? Read the plot, and I was like, Okay, let's check it out. Um and I love that whole, the whole, like, him in the house. And then when we finally get the flip and we get to see what was really happening for the last. Dude, I was like, uh, what are they chunk. What are they doing here? Because, yeah, so we see him approach the girl, this woman on the couch, and he actually picks up the remote and turns the TV off. And that's, I guess, that's what kind of she starts to kind of, like, awaken a little bit from her slumber. And then things got so real and so aggressive but he's also complaining about how he has like a bad back because i'm not going to kill you i'm just i just robbed the bank no one was hurt but i do need to escape and he slowly starts and you man the way it's set up is so goddamn real he's like, i'm just going to tie you up go you can tie you know tie yourself up and she can't really do it or doesn't really want to but then when he does it starts to get aggressive 
And then when he does it and pulls her back and basically kind of like wraps his legs around her, man, it, it's just so, it's a little, um, it's so real. Because, I mean, horror flicks with heart. Next, we covered the ice cream man. We're talking about Leatherface. Granted, Leatherface is loosely based off Ed Gein, and we, but Ed Gein, yeah. was, that's not <laughs> what it was exactly like. So when you see it like this, and everything seems like, yeah, this this has happened. Yeah, this has happened. <laughs> yeah, know? and it, it's it's tough. It's tough, and to the point where you even think about the women in your life, like, oh God, or the women that has happened to are the poor soul. Yeah. Like, it's that real. So anyway, so yeah, that, it takes for a ride there, and then um, he has her all tied up and his son comes behind him with a gun in that house and you're like wait what the fuck and then we dip into a flashback series where we see it all again except we're watching the son and his outcast friend follow like their tail and the father yeah like he didn't really go to camp he didn't really go and we see all the scenes we just talked about now from their point of view being tailed and i was like whoa nicely done I, I i loved it it was such a that was the first time because like i said i i knew he was a killer from the beginning i couldn't be swayed and they still got me with something else though yeah i was like oh okay, oh, okay cool i was like damn nicely done drink to that i don't have a drink because i spit a loogie in my cup oh oh don't do that you're for real you're gonna make me gag dude <laughs> yeah, McKenna like really does Lugie like, Hauser start starts vomiting almost if uh if I you walk into the room yeah <laughs> if she sees my dick if she sees my naked body she starts throwing up um but uh no the other day in the car I coughed up I or no I no, I don't know if you can even tell me I oh, sneak I coughed it up and I tried to spit it out the window and the fucking thing flew back in and smacked the dashboard oh. and dripped down on my shoes and her new book bag. Oh, God. <laughs> You're the worst, dude. <laughs> You're the worst. Oh, what can he do? You know? Yeah. God. I don't know what he can do. You seem like a guy that would be in bed with the girl and just be like, all right, good night. <laughs> just like roll over. Keep I mean, I do do that. I fart all the time. Oh, keep a little mystery. I mean, you have to be sexual with that person. Yeah. Flush toilets. And- Dude, I've straight up farted in the middle of sex. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I can't help it. You know, it's like, yeah, well, your asshole's so, like, loose. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, your asshole looks like right next to that Jason axe back there you made Oh, that big hole back there, yeah. Where a knob should go. Just like your <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, my anyway, asshole uh, is loose. But baseball mitt, he turns around and sees his son with a gun on him. And now we're all caught up. The flashback has let us let us back to where we were. Let me just how's this going yeah go ahead let me just say this like i really was thinking this whole movie like i had a little bit of sympathy for him just because i thought maybe he actually was trying to just not 
be a total monster and actually like love his family and just take care of them and that kind of thing. But as or so I was thinking like, okay, well, if the choice comes down between like him getting found out and going to prison or him killing his son, like he's not going to kill his fucking son. Like he's yeah. not going to crap. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't think they would cross that line because a lot of other shows I've watched with serial killers, serial killers actually care about their family, which I guess is a little fake because most serial killers are fucking psychopaths who don't feel. I don't know. I, I, I see. I actually relate to that because uh, what was it? I think it was, I want the Iceman killer. He was so cold. And he told the stories of how he killed. He's he, like, you ask him what he remembered, and he would say, "I just remember how loud the gun was, like in that alleyway when I shot him in the back of the head." But at the same time, loved his family. Would never. Yeah, I'm not saying at all, no. but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, but it's I, that's why with this movie, I was on this. I was on the fence about this. I was, I was like, okay, okay, there is. Like the BTK killer has a daughter. She's still out there. That poor girl stumbled across and like when she started to realize <laughs> what her father did, which was I wouldn't like repeat some of the shit that oh my god, awful, 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 awful shit. Obviously. Uh, but yeah, would never do anything to his family. That was like it was like a separate thing. I have this yeah. other thing to go do. So that's why with this movie, I was I was like, okay, well, maybe he won't. It could go either way. Like you said, they're a psychopath or it could be somewhere in the middle where it's like, yeah, but this is my family. I would never hurt my family. I would die for my family. But this... Yeah, that's how I really thought it was. Was set up so well because I was mad at the kid. So the kid has the gun on him and now he's... The guy is still trying to get out of it. And he's saying, no, she's fine. And this, by the way, this woman here at the grocery store woman, she's on the floor... (laughs) All tied up, not making a peep. He's asking her, is she all right? Uh, this is my mistress. I'm seeing her. Your mom knows about it. We're into some weird stuff. And this is just saying, he's still trying to talk his way out of it. It's like a guy who constantly gets caught cheating. No, 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 no. Give me, let, me talk, let me try and talk my way out of this. And then, and then the third time, uh, the outcast is like, are you, you can't be buying this bullshit. Are you kidding me? He grabs her, throws her against the fucking wall, and knocks her out. He's like, hey, that had to happen. <laughs> he just, you just what you just watched me crash, like bash her against the wall. But hey, hey, hold on. Let me let me talk a little, a little bit here. And then like talks him into handing the gun over. And when the kids still did that, one was like okay this fucking idiot two was oh no i mean like father like son like three his son love his dad so much there was a lot of emotions going on so when he immediately took the gun and attempted to shoot his son and like he gave him the whole iggy of like hey we're done here yeah it was i was like wow he like pun intended he pulled the trigger on that. He was going to kill his son. Yeah. But the gun was out. I was like, oh, shit. And then there's a scuffle. And he's literally going to choke his son to death. And you see his hands, like, starting to go. And he's like. And then the outcast comes up behind him and bashes him in the head with a lamp. Which, for a while, I haven't even believed in that's what killed him. Mm. Like, the lamp bash. Because she went back and bashed him again while he was on the ground. 
which is yeah. another cool touch that I really like. They always do one, boom. Okay, one and done. Yeah. I hit him with the TV remote, the big one, the direct TV one. So he should be out for a few hours. No, she went back and let's make sure this motherfucker's out. Shit, dude. Good shit. Have you have any um personal experience or like with local serial killers or anything like that or like you no. Like, no, I've never like had any keeping up with any current ones. No, no, I always forget that there's actually real serial killers out there. Um, never, I live in a small seaside town that never really had anything crazy like that. I mean, obviously, there have been killings, but nothing like uh, nothing crazy like that. Um, I can't I tell. No, I can't. Yeah, I can't think of anything though. I mean, Florida obviously has some pretty famous ones. Like, um, what is her name? Eileen. Ford. Eileen. What? <laughs> I can't say her name, but really bad. Um, you know what I read one time was one of the most like fascinating uh, little article blog things I've ever read. It was like the top thirty final meals of like famous serial killers yeah yeah and it and it showed pic like it wasn't the pictures of their actual meals but someone recreated it based on what they ordered uh-huh. and i don't know why but i thought that was the most interesting shit some of the things that they yeah. john wayne gacy got a bunch of like uh like popcorn shrimp and a bunch of fresh strawberries yeah i mean it was for like fried chicken or something it was a bunch of like random oh what would your last meal be um I've thought about this a lot, actually, and, and it's probably changed so many times because I just like so many foods. I don't know, because it's just tough because I'd almost like want a little bit of everything because I love fast food, obviously, but it's like, do I want that? And it's like kind of because the the taste of memories <laughs> and um and then you don't have to you also don't have to worry about the horrible diarrhea later. <laughs> yeah, I probably just have everything from Taco Bell. Um, I'd, I'd probably i'd no i'd probably i'd probably want a few like a burger for mcdonald's with a large fry a solid liter of like coke zero <laughs> <laughs> a solid two liter of coke zero i'd probably want a pepperoni pizza um good god you i mean the, i'm on my way out so you, you know see what the mean? guy like, making the list he goes <sighs> <laughs> just writing everything down um and then probably just some i don't know maybe like a reese's or just some kind of chocolate or uh something like that there might be something else i'm thinking of too that i would like but those are probably but definitely pizza a coke zero i'd like some like ice water and then just a mcdonald's burger and I think I asked McKenna this once and I forget what she said, but she was like, you wouldn't want anything like home cooked, like mashed potatoes and like a turkey or it's <laughs> like, no, I do, not, I do not want fucking turkey before, before I go. I'll say that right now. Um, I'm a guy, I love some this Popeye's chicken, the skin. Yeah. Popeye's fries, Popeye's mashed potatoes and gravy with a biscuit. Yeah. If I'm being a little trashy. Well, not that it's trash. I don't want to say that, but I'm sorry. That's my that's my guilty thing. But uh, I would love some like uh, like spicy ramen from a legit mm. Japanese place. 
like with uh pork in it i'd go pork ramen oh god yamatsuki ramen or and then like a uh a philly cheesesteak from gino's in philadelphia those are those are the like a, the first come to mind i'd like a pardon yeah can i have a pardon like Ah oh, fuck! Who was ever who was ever asked before? I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like a murderer of thirty fucking people. Yeah, and then and I, I just am also, I walk out like this. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still I'm holding my Popeyes and my Geno's cheesesteak still. I, <laughs> I put that down first. What about you? No, Have you ever had any serial killer stories? Yeah, pers- actually personal stories. Uh, I have two. One. Uh, there's a there was a killer Joseph Palzinski I think his name was when I was a kid and I remember he it was like a few day thing where I remember being I remember specifically I remember where I was at I don't remember which red light I was at I was a little kid I was in the passenger seat of my dad's truck and my dad said look over there like look and there was a cop car right next to us waiting for the light too and he had a picture of Joseph Palzinski on his thing like it was it was all systems go around the air we're looking for him then he finally uh, breaks through a house, takes the whole family hostage, and it's live on the news. And we're watching it. And we're like, this is the Jesus first time Christ. I've ever, yeah, I've ever been. It was like in the office when like the, the, the Scranton Strangler. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I was like, he's going by. He's going by the house. He's driving by. And we're watching it. And the, the place that he took hostage, right down the road. And my dad and I got in the car and drove past and checked everything out like i was like interested in it then i wanted to go and then my um uncle came over with it and he brought his yearbook and he went to the same school as him so i'm looking at his yearbook photo and i'm fascinated by all of this everything's happening Jeez. and this is like one of the great like memories that i have like i think about a lot for some reason i remember I remember where I was in the living room of that apartment looking at the yearbook photo. I don't know why these memories stand out so much, but I was fascinated by all of it. And then eventually it all came to an end. I believe he kind of got like a little too lackadaisical and he had the family like, give him something to drink and they like spiked his drink with something that makes you sleepy. The cops came in. He got up and I think they said he reached for a gun or something, Wait, which well possibly maybe he did maybe he didn't <laughs> but they came in they they killed him in the house they shot him joseph Pozinski. it ended there dead but that whole like feed that few day period there was a really like crazy interesting time that i remember and that's why it's one of those names like he's not i don't think he's a big famous serial killer i don't think you know how many people he killed uh let me look it up let me see if you can even i'm sure you're able to look it up but if I don't want to look it up in case it was a strive for five thing. Yeah, let me look it up. Joseph. <laughs> you expect me to know Joseph Pal- Palamont. Okay. Uh, Joseph Chester Palzinski was a spree killer in the suburbs of Baltimore who in March 2000 killed four people and held a family of three as hostages in a nearly four-day standoff, one of the longest known conducted by one man. Okay. So, yeah, I was right. And he died in Dundalk, Maryland. They killed him in Dundalk, which that wasn't very far from me. And Dundalk is a, he has his own Wikipedia page. Holy shit. So 2000, oh, he was only, so I'm 
Oh, wow. He was only 31. He killed four people. Jesus. The saga ended when the two adult hostages escaped the house. The third, a child, was rescued. Wait, the two adult hostages escaped the house and then they left the kid? They rescued it late? Oh, I hope that wasn't the case. Baltimore County County Police fatally shot Cousins as he was reaching for a gun. Good. So, yeah. So there's a whole story behind this, too. There's multiple things. There's a whole story behind it about his killings. And, wow, Bowley's Quarters near Middle River. That's where I was. Oh, he killed George and Gloria Shank. Is that where I got Shank and Fish? Oh, my God. The Shanks were the people. Oh, my Lord. Is that where I subconscious? I might have a... Anyway... The second story I have <laughs> about knowing a killer was uh, I have an uncle who was dating this girl. I'm not going to say her name or even say which side of the family or anything, just because. <laughs> okay. But uh, so they come over to when we were younger, we used to have um, random like parties and whatnot all the time we had a, we lived on the water we had a pool at this time uh my mom did with her uh husband at the time at least i mostly stayed with my dad i didn't really care about all that stuff but uh anyway so i think my the girlfriend's in there talking to my mom and my mom was like my, you know my mother she's a sweetheart She'll, she she just trusts you if you're in the family you're dating her brother or you're like dating her son or you're a friend of her son. She'll give you like, she like, she, yeah. she'll, she'll love you. You know what I mean? You fuck one of them over. You're dealing with the wrath of the devil, <laughs> but yeah. she's very like, she's the sweetest woman. Anyway, I think they were talking. I think she like casually like took something out from under her mattress. Like maybe my mom had like, what had some money under there for something to like, I don't know. She had it tucked there or whatever. And I guess she, the girlfriend of my uncle, saw it. Anyway, <clears throat> I remember being a little kid. This is all pretty blurry. And it's the middle of the night. And we're out there and there's police all in my house. And like I see my parents talking, like uh, my mom and stepdad talking to the police. So she had come back. I think her and my uncle had broken. This was not too long after that. Came back, broke into her house, took that money out from the mattress, escaped. They couldn't find her. Turns out she killed her own mother. And she got held and she held herself up in some hotel room, not far, not too far away, probably a half hour away from after robbing us. And it was that was also all on the news. I remember watching that on the news. This uh, the woman who killed her own mother and robbed this place and killed her own mother. I'm like, holy shit. And went to jail, still in jail to this day, I believe. And uh I remember during one of my times where I was in between houses and I crashed with my grandmother for a while and I'm just like bored. I'm like, like younger kid. This was, I thought I was still a teenager at this point going through some shit. I was like, what is this? And uh, she had wrote my uncle, a bunch of letters from jail. So I remember reading the letters of this murderer from, from jail. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Like, Whoa. I don't know if she was like, apologize. I wish I, I wish I, it's one of those things where, you don't really want to bring it up like 
asked Nana, do you saw those letters of the murderer from prison to your son? <laughs> oh, yeah, I have them right those? here, baby. Can I have those? Oh, sure. You want anything yeah. else? You know, beef, uh, beef flavored cup of noodles or whatever. She always sends me home with like every time I visit. Do you want? She sent me a sent home uh, with me salmon in a can. It's still in there. I've had it for years. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, Dude, my grandma ever dies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna finish the quote because my grandma ever died. But yeah, I don't know if those were interesting or not, but. It's, that's my firsthand stories of encountering any murderers. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I don't have, I don't, I don't have any, and maybe that's a good thing. I almost said, unfortunately, I don't have any, but I'm like, oh, maybe that's a good thing. Then you're I just like, have. oh, well, I did get off because I murdered a guy in self defense. <laughs> like, yeah. What? what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was trying to go across the street, and I kind of pushed him in the car. It is a whole ordeal. My mom has a story where she was driving. Someone tried to, a girl tried to commit suicide and she jumped out and my mom hit her with her car. She jumped in front of my mom's car and uh-huh. it fucked her all up. It didn't even kill her, but it fucked her up bad. And my mom had like, I think still lives with that guilt. See, I, it's crazy to me that people feel guilt about that. I'm like, no, I wouldn't feel guilt whatsoever. It's like, bitch, you, if anything, I'm mad because you fucked up my car probably and caused me an inconvenience. Like, yeah. You couldn't just jump off a fucking bridge or shoot yourself in the head. Like we gotta get my mom on. <laughs> we gotta get my mom on here because she has another yeah. story of uh someone got st- stabbed at a bar. And my mom was just bartending and she wasn't even like a bartender at the time. She did back like back in the day, but she just I think she was helping her friend. It was a place called Attitudes 3000. I still remember what the building looked like. And she has a story of like watching the die, like the guy like die in the ambulance. Like she, like because my mom, like I said, my mom's that person. This stranger, she's like in the ambulance with this stranger, like telling him it's gonna be okay. I think he died in the ambulance. I, I hope I don't think I'm making that up. We gotta get my mom one here. Maybe a Mother's Day episode. Well, Mama Heart will be on. Um, <clears throat> Good Lord, our Mother's that, Day yeah. podcast. Well, that won't that be a sweet Mother's Day podcast? <laughs> I'd love it. I think it'd be funny as fuck. It would be funny as fuck. But um. Dylan, we're not here to talk about mothers. We're here to talk about fathers. We're talking about mother fathers. We're talking about Dermot Mulroney and the Clove Cloverfield killer. Uh-huh. Um, let's wrap it. Let's wrap it up because yeah, he, he tries to shoot his son, tries to strangle him. They knock him out. And dude, this is where I'm gonna honestly say, I mean, I'm a fan of this movie. I love it, but I am a little disappointed in the ending because the whole movie, like. I was like, if he does wind up being the killer, I want I want this movie to end with everybody fucking knowing he was the killer by the end of it. Instead, uh, oh, okay. we it's presumed that the son or the girl both kill him and get rid of his bot or no, they just left it right and they're fi- make it look like a suicide. Yeah, or maybe the dad actually killed himself, but I'm thinking no, they probably killed I him think, it no, I think they made it seem like an accident. Like he killed him, like he was cleaning his gun. I think I okay. think that was it. Well, either way, and then that's it. And then they mourn him, they have their funeral, and like obviously the girl and the son know, and like the dad or the kids just like okay with everything. No one ever knows. And I thought that was kind of shitty just because I'm like, I felt like the kid was kind of selfish like 
he didn't want to ruin his life or his family's life. But it's like, how about everybody else who wants to know, like, hey, the the fucking killer finally, like, their you know their their daughter's killer finally got fucking justice. So I'm not gonna lie, that's one thing about this movie I kind of don't like. Even though I get it, like, would you want to have to deal with that? I personally liked it. Do you remember uh, what was uh, dude? I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> What was the Robin Williams movie, World's Greatest Dad? Oh, yeah, when he, yeah, when he, his he son. covered for his biggest fucking shithead of a son ever. Yeah. Well, I guess he, he actually did come out with that at the end, didn't he? Yeah, he did, so. Okay, a bad example, but. Uh, he I mean, like up, I said, I get it. It's just, a while. it's not satisfying, as or it's not as satisfying as if. I don't know. Every, I mean, yeah, but, okay, so. Because the, you know what pissed me off was everyone was so uptight and Christian and religious and like uh, Don Burnside, right? That was the guy's name, Dylan McDermott. And um, I just wanted like that to crush everybody. Like I wanted them to all be like, holy fuck. And instead it just kind of ends quiet, quietly. And it doesn't feel like any victims get any justice. Like, yeah, the killer's dead, but I don't know. It just bugged me a little bit, but it's still a great movie. So, I I, I, I do see what you're saying. I mean, those are good points. I I, I do get that, especially when you said uh, all those uptight. This has nothing to do with my personal like religious affiliations or anything, but there's uptight like religious like strict. You kind of want them to like deal with that or have to hear that. What? Especially the mom. I really wanted the mom to have to be like, but oh my crazy. god, I fucked. The mom, although she was strict, she didn't come with like a bad person. She was just a court, like she was a good person. She loved her kids and she's a cornball with her kids. I and just wanted her to she know was that already she sad. was the, sucking the dick of a serial killer. That's all I wanted her to know. Well, some people are into that. I think, right. that'll, I think that would be a redeeming quality for her. Um, but his speech at the end when he's up there making a speech to everybody about a eulogy i guess i guess yeah. i guess that's what that's called and his pictures up there there was a, i was like i wonder if he's gonna get to the end and just start spitting the truth about him yeah but i do like what they did to where we see we cut back because we didn't see us before we just see him knocked out and now we know he's dead because at first he was missing yeah. Now we find out he was dead and the mom there's so many good scenes in this we can't even touch on anything. The mom sits next to the kid during the son during the one scene and says the cops want to talk to you. We think there's something going on. He goes, they think somebody killed him. She said, Oh no, no. Or they think it might have been it turns out instead of it being an accident, the cops think it might have been a suicide now. Yeah. Was what it was, but he was a little like, oh no, they probably realize. I thought that was a very, very good scene. Uh, I like that he didn't, because I'm also, I think there was foreshadowing where it was about not hurting the family. You know what I mean? Like, or I, I don't know. The ending really worked for me. I, I really, Fine, I'm just saying it wasn't as satisfying for me but i it didn't ruin the movie i just was like damn it oh well 
Yeah, they fine. they they drug him there, and then you see the dad is actually still alive after the lamp bashing, and they dra- like dragged him out, put him in a chair next to like a fire, put a, whatever, and. And when it when it ended, it ended with uh, he says, uh, "Dad, if you can hear me, I love you." And it goes black. And I thought we were gonna hear the gunshot. I thought that was the last thing we were gonna hear. And I, I I was I remember being quiet, like, "Is it happening?" And they didn't do it, which I, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I was waiting for that gunshot. And but I, the foreshadowing I was talking about is, I think more than once he brought up. Was, it's not going to bring them back. I think the dad said it, and the son said it. To to like the out like I think the dad said it to the son, and the son said it to the outcast. Like what's it's not going to bring them back. So why even? That's and, fair. And then at the end, I think I mean I think this movie is actually really 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 smart. There's a lot of foreshadowing, a lot of. I guess I just think like yeah, it's not going to bring them back, but it would give closure to the people who are still dealing with that loss and that pain and knowing that their ki- daughter's killer is still out there so that's why i was just like fuck you kid like fuck you and your little yeah. your your little life and your mom and like fuck you and your little shit. life and your mom <laughs> yeah like and your dad's a serial killer own that shit you can at least re- publish a book make millions and at least get the truth out there yeah I don't either know. way that's i do love the clovich killer like i'm not Probably could have got closure, but at the same time, there's a poor little girl that has to deal with oh her dad, and then he well also, then he'd have to come up with like yeah he shot himself like why does he know he'd be giving up too much no he didn't have to do it he he could do some anonymous shit he could have anything there was anything he could have done instead he said that it would have they would have come out to him like wait well how do you know that and why it would have dug it. It's, all that he would have had to do was kill his dad at that woman's house and then call the cops and be like i was following my dad i suspected him we traced him here and we killed him he yeah, to save also, this lady. yeah yeah i guess he could have went in prepared to kill his father but he would have to go in somewhere prepared to kill his father i mean maybe, maybe it took seeing that his father would have killed him first to actually Later on, going to pull the trigger early on that. That still shocked me. I was like, "Oh shit, Dermot Mulroney means business." <laughs> but that's a Clovich killer. It's a fucking solid T-shirt flick. too. Um, what? What? <laughs> Dylan, what? Dylan Dermot Mulroney Dermot means business. Means business. Um, it's just something like this. <laughs> but it's Dylan McDermott. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, uh, like making a mean face <laughs> and holding his fist up um but yeah that's movie that solid yeah please watch netflix netflix yeah. and chill and um we're gonna strive for five to see what let's strive for five let's let's take it home what will be next on the i was trying to think of something that would rhyme with five so that way like it yeah. would flow. Oh. Here we go. For one point, Dylan McDermott has TV horror credits to his name, such as American Horror Story and Tales from the Crypt. But what 2007 Sam Raimi produced supernatural horror movie did he play the character Roy Solomon? Roy. 
Oh shit, dude. Uh Is it the Messengers? Yes. <laughs> you haven't even seen it. <laughs> I just know. <laughs> Nicely done. One point on the board for Dylan McNix. That has a uh, Kristen Stewart in it from Twilight. It does. Have you ever seen it? Nope. I've seen Twilight. Dude, me and McKenna watched the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie today, and you know Sam Raimi obviously directed it, and Bruce Campbell is in it. Yeah. And then I noticed—I've never noticed this before—but the uh, Ash's car is Uncle Ben's car in the movie. Oh my god! <laughs> Driving around, <laughs> and then Spider-Man's jumping on it, and that's just fun. I was like, "That's great! That's I want to see Spider-Man fight a Deadite." I want to see some Evil Dead. I want to see some Kirsten Dunst. Do you know Kirsten Dunst did an interview recently where she she was complaining that she got paid like $10 million less than Tobey Maguire did for Spider-Man 2? Uh-huh. And people were, were roasting her saying like, it's called Spider-Man 2, not Mary Jane Watson 2. And then I guess she fired back with like, yeah, but like, if what's that Spider-Man 2 poster? Spider-Man and Mary Jane on the front. I'm like, okay, hold up. Did you have to do all the fucking like serious training that Toby McGuire had to do to fucking fit into that Spider Man outfit? Someone should have said it's called Spider Man 2, not Spider Man 2 T O O. Like it's not you and Spider Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. For one point, <clears throat> the Clove Hitch Killer was inspired by the BTK Killer. Other works inspired by his case were episode or were an episode of CSI, an episode of Law and Order, a novel by Stephen King, among others. Mindhunter, too, I believe. But in the 2008 half biopic, half fictionalized film BTK, what iconic horror actor portrayed the BTK killer himself? Oh fuck, I don't know. Um iconic horror actor who portrayed the btk killer in the half biopic was it kane hotter it was kane hotter look at that shit boy look at that look at nixie getting the horror shit right (laughs) (laughs) so i was wondering i was like is this a little too tough for a one point so i went back and i put in what iconic horror actor i was like there has to be oh, okay. a little bit more because at first i didn't have that in there but you have to yeah great job two points on the board if you get this right there's no need for the strive it'll just be a, a for fun strive for three points the clove hitch killer was written by christopher ford we talked about this earlier okay but it was not the first horror film he had a hand in writing it was what 2014 John Watts directed film. John Watts also directed Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man stuff with these guys. These guys. Um, so shit. I know John Watts. Uh, come on. It's there. It's got Kevin Bacon in it, I think. Cop car cop car yeah then the answer is clown fuck 
fuck? Okay, man. So here we go. Eli Roth is in that. Or he produced it. Produced it, I believe. Um, Clown. Fuck me. It's time for the strive for five, which means you got to get three of these because they're worth a point each to even out to get to your five. Now, this is not going to be one of those things where, hey, if you miss one, it's over. If you can just get three of these, I, and I have 10 of them here, so it should be doable. Oh, shit, okay. So it's a little bit different. <laughs> and you can even do like pass or come back to it. Okay. So I'm going to, hmm, what would be the best way to do this? Because there's two ways I can go. I can give you the real name. Yeah, we're going to do that. I'm going to give you <clears throat> real names of serial killers. Okay. Uh, I want you to give me their alias. Oh, shit. Okay. Or I'll let you decide. Would you rather... No, do me, that. Do that. Do that. Would do you that, rather me that. give you the alias and you get their real name? Uh, no, because I think I can get the nicknames. Whereas like the... Uh, okay, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. I have 10 here and you have to get three. Okay. Okay. You know what? You might not get this. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Albert Fish. Pass. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. Fuck. Here we go. Shit. David Berkowitz. Fuck. Maybe we should have done it the other way. <laughs> maybe um, we still can. Maybe we, yeah, let's do it. But let, let's, we'll go. We'll go through all all of them first this way, and maybe we'll, we'll turn it into like a matching game. David Berkowitz. Oh, fuck. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Keep going. Next one. Jeffrey Dahmer. Keep going. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, shit. All right. No. Here's one I think you can really get. Richard Ramirez. See, this is one actually that popped in my head, and now I'm stuck because I can't remember if he's the Night Stalker or if he's Son of Sam. I'll say this. He is one of them. I know. Think Joe Dirt. Is it the Night Stalker? It's the Night Stalker. That's one point right there. All and right. we still have plenty to go. So you're at three points total. Okay. You might get on the first run through. Ed Kemper. He was on Mindhunter. Oh, I watched a fuck. lot of this guy. Uh, pass. Fuck. Okay. Robert Maudsley. Pass. Mm. Dennis Rader. Dude, it's like that name just swimming around in my head. Um, I wonder if I should take a chance and say it. Take a chance. Is it the BTK killer? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. So you have three left, and what? you only need one more point. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Rodney Alcala. Skip. Pass. Ed Gein. Oh, 
<laughs> Damn it. John Wayne, thinking... John Wayne Gacy. Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is the I only one I would have been decent on. Because I know he has his clown, but I don't think that was his, like, alias. Like, if that, like, because I'm thinking, like, what the papers called him, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. the hash slinging slasher. Because I, at this point, you only need one point left. So if I go down the other side at this point, I'm basically giving it to you. Yeah. So I can't, uh, the best I can the, do is, is repeat some of the names. and. Yeah, just start at the, 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 the list. So of Albert Fish. I'm gonna tell you straight. I'm gonna tell you straight. I don't. You're. Not, I don't think you're gonna get it. Is it the Albert Fish? Albert Fish. <sighs> is it the ghoul of playing something? You're actually closer than I thought. That's not. <laughs> Albert Fish was the werewolf of Wisteria. <laughs> the ghoul. The ghoul of playing something. Uh. <clears throat> There was David Berkowitz. I went down a deep hole once reading about Albert Fish, and I'm not yeah, going to lie. No, I really did. Like Reading it, like, it's just awful. All, it's it, yeah. really awful. If you ever read the letter uh, that he wrote to the parents of one of his victims, don't. Yeah. But if you ever do, uh, it is one of the most stomach-churning, evil, vile things I've ever had the displeasure of setting my eyes upon. Um, yep. It's fucking the most horrific thing of all time. He was one of the, yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking awful. Um, David Berkowitz. Um, come on, David Berkowitz. That name sounds so fucking familiar, dude. But let's Just get Jeffrey Dahmer. I feel like he's cannibal something. He is cannibal. Cannibal is in the. I know. I'm just trying to think of like. Trying to think of what it would be called. You're not going to get that one either. All right. Well, Ed Kemper was one that you knew, but couldn't place. Ah, yeah, I know. Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper. What sucks is you're going to say it, and I'm going to be like, fuck. Because that one and Dave Berkowitz, though both of those are like fuck. Those are uh what's next? Uh Robert Maudsley. That one I do not know, like whatsoever. When I say who he is, you'll know. <laughs> well, go ahead and say it because I'm not getting I'm I don't have a guess for that. Hannibal the cannibal. Oh, really? Yep. Nope. Didn't I mean I um, know that from now, the movie, but yeah, we have Rodney Alcala. Ed Gein and John Wayne Gacy. Ed, John Wayne Gacy. I don't know his other than. Well, how about we do this? How about you pick either John Wayne Gacy or David Berkowitz and you just throw out a horror alias or I mean a serial killer alias that you know and at least make one final that so we don't throw in the towel. Because okay. you, have, you have the names in there. Those are the two that you're familiar David with. David Berkowitz. Fuck. With that, you keep going back to that one. And I know, I know my, like, I can't, my brain. David Berkowitz. Oh, fuck. You know what's funny? I wonder if McKenna would know. 
because she loves true crime and she like re, like i just wonder if she would know we, yeah, we, yeah. Hey, Michaela, uh, come here yeah <laughs> Do this. Let, me, let me call her in here <laughs> yeah let's see if she can fucking guess one of these can you come here real quick just come here hurry up you don't you love it when you're just like what why all right don't let the dogs in all right you're already letting the dogs in great you better calm the fuck real quick no tell me do you know the alias like the serial killer name you might have to open the door to give them let them in yeah i'm just gonna ruin this podcast david berkowitz do you know the killer you don't know that you watch all this true crime shit. I know, I know. David Berkowitz, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Do you know his? What's his alias? What is it? She said a clown. Did you think I was gonna? Yeah, because you watch all this shit and you have. I mean, I retain anything. What about what's the other names? Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper. Do you know his? What's he called? The big guy with the glasses. Uh, <laughs> um, Rodney Alcula. Rodney Alcula. Ed Gein. Do you know what his? The Butcher of. No. Ask Richard Ramirez to see what we're working with here. Richard Ramirez. I know who that is. I don't know his. Never mind. Leave. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Take the dogs. <laughs> Take the dogs. Take dogs. See you in a bit. I really thought you were gonna save this pod. Nope, sorry. All right. Come on, Baxter. Well, guys, that was the that was my fiance, beautiful McKenna, who constantly is like, "I love serial killer shit," and well, couldn't help me out on that one. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, uh, David Burke, Ed Kemper, fuck. You have to pick the name before you make. I'm just the one. Is David Berkowitz. Um, I don't think it's right, but I can't think of anything. Is it Son of Sam? It's Son of Sam. Is oh, it right? Oh, yeah. yeah, baby! Yeah! <laughs> yeah baby. I needed that moment. I needed that moment. Dude, did you see? I just had my head down. I was like, please pick. This is going to be so good for the pod. I don't have a movie to pick. Yeah, baby. Ow, I just hurt my chest hit my... <laughs> I tried to veer you back to Berkowitz because I was like, oh. you said Son of Sam already. Just say the other name that's in your brain for David Berkowitz. <laughs> and I was, listeners, I swear, I don't try and give him the shit. I try to play it fair. Like, that's why I don't lean too far into it. Dylan got that shit. Um, I'm sorry it. if that lasted long, guys, too. And uh, I don't know if no, you that was my... That was good build up. We brought the fiance in. We did the whole thing. <laughs> one bit well, yeah. <laughs> i thought for sure i was like this is about to be some of the coolest shit like she's about to walk in and be like yeah ed kemper's this. Well, no no yeah that's the thing the moment that i wanted was her to come in like i was i want the moment of her like oh son of sam or yeah he's the killer like whatever we didn't get it but we still ended up getting it we got it <laughs> nicely done strive for five dylan got it <laughs> Well, I want to know the rest. I want to okay, know what the go. rest are. Oh, that was fucking exciting. That I got my heart pumping. That was fucking awesome, dude. Uh, John Wayne Gacy is the killer clown. 
Oh, okay. Shit. Ed Gein, the Mad Butcher. I said butcher. Damn. Did you? I did. I said oh, yeah. Okay. I went like Ed Gein, butcher. <laughs> the Mad something. Butcher. 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 Rodney Alcala is the dating game killer. No, nope, did not know that one whatsoever. Anybody listen? I've watched this clip multiple times. He was on the show, The Dating Game. It's the craziest shit. He won. He had already killed at this time, I believe, and he he killed more girls after. The winner, the person who, the woman who picked him as the winner, didn't end up going out on the date with him because she said he was too creepy. Congratulations, woman, if you're still out there for avoiding that date. So that's kind of fascinating. And that clip does exist. Look that up on YouTube. It's awesome. Dennis Rader was the BTK killer. You got that. Robert Maudsley, Hannibal the Cannibal. Ed Kemper, he has multiple uh, videos and interviews online. He is comes off very intelligent and straightforward. It's, it's fascinating. He is the co-ed butcher. He killed, if I remember correctly, he killed his grandmother and his mom. And I believe he cut off the mom's head and fucked it. Oh, that just uh, made me lose my appetite. <sighs> made me hungry for lettuce for some reason. Richard Ramirez was the Night Stalker. Jeffrey Dahmer was the Milwaukee Cannibal. David oh, Bergowitz I... was the Son of Sam. And Albert Fish was the werewolf of Wisteria. I maybe could have gotten the cannibal one because I knew that Jeffrey Dahmer was from Wisconsin. And I almost said the Wisconsin cannibal or the cannibal of Wisconsin. Wow. I almost said it. A situation where he, this guy kidnapped, did whatever with, and killed somebody and then a few years later ended up killing the like younger or older the younger brother of that person so this guy affected the family killed two people out of the same family randomly of course he also if i remember correctly had a scenario where one of his victims got away was off like he like he would drug him Mm -hmm. and got away got to the police and Jeffrey Dahmer talked to the police and says, oh, this is just my boyfriend. We had too much to drink tonight. Like, and the police let him go back with Jeffrey Dahmer. Then Dahmer killed him. Almost got away. Talk about uh, decisions be- that those police officers made. You know, literally just the last five seconds of you talking about all this made me so upset. I'm depressed. So, I don't know. You got upset and I got really excited because this is some of the only stuff I kind of know stuff about. I think it just led back to me thinking like, wow, there really are people out there who like get like have I know. posters and shit on their wall. And, and why am I talking about it with such I mean, Maybe I'm that person. Maybe I'm. No, that, I, I mean, have the, I have Charles Manson tattooed on me. I so. will say this. It is. It is fascinating in it like is. a in like a scientific support these people yeah it's fucking awful and i just wish people would acknowledge that instead of wearing t-shirts that say like i would be ted bundy's victim jeffrey Dahmer could eat me it's like wait uh, are those real yeah those are on the boardwalk (laughs) 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 i swear to god i've seen those shirts Uh, it's a neon pink shirt but it says ted bundy could eat me or uh ted bundy could kidnap me and Dahmer could eat me yeah and it's just fucking awful to think about like the real suffering albert fishing 
like if, dude i swear to god i think if i ever actually saw in person someone wearing anything that kind of like celebrated albert fish i might lose my fucking shit uh and i'm not that kind of guy like i'm that's really a really that's a really bad one man albert uh, that one if i yeah that's not one that I, like i'm not that kind of person that's gonna go out of my way and be like oh that person's wearing like this like i gotta fucking shut this down or anything like that i tend you know whatever but that shit would just fucking uh disgust me so much i don't know if i could hide control that contempt and that anger just because if you ever read that fucking letter or read about his crimes it is ghastly and uh you probably shouldn't have even said like if i mean if you get that curious look at your own discretion i know what you're talking about that shit's fucking awful i mean good lord john wayne gate i mean he would kill people he would resuscitate people and kill them again he i mean there's some gnarly shit that um that's why i like fiction that's why i love jason Voorhees. like yeah have a hockey mask on your wall that's fine it's fake put a hockey mask on your wall don't go out and make a belt made out of nipples yeah do that actually that would be the coolest shit. <laughs> can you can you picture me walking around Ocean City Boardwalk with my nipple belt and my Dahmer could eat me out shirt? Sure. Yeah, whenever you gained weight, you could just like, uh, if you needed the belt to like grow a little bit, you could just tickle the nips and it. There you go. Yeah, you know? I remember going to a, a, a independent wrestling event. There was a really really big big heavy fat dude. And he obviously he was wearing a shirt that could have been a tarp, but he he took it in good stride apparently because the shirt said "I beat anorexia." <laughs> He's like fat as shit, fat as shit. Have fun with shirts is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I guess I guess is a real thing. I guess what I'm just trying to say is the best example I can think of is where like you just take it too far. Is uh there was a I heard about this game when I was younger. I don't know if it's still a thing. I don't know. Oh, it was called Rape Lay. And what? it was like a Japanese game. I could be wrong. This all could be, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a real game, but the details I could be wrong with. And I'm pretty sure the game was all it was, was like a game on the computer where you were like a man who stalked a woman and her child and her daughter, and then like you raped them. And that's the game. Oh yeah. And I think I, would, I had that on Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I remember hearing about that when I was younger and I just couldn't believe that any fucking person would want to play that shit. But then it's just like people are just fucking awful. They're monsters out there. And that's why I really like the Clovich killer because it paints a really realistic view of it. But it's fiction. So it it's yeah. a little bit. But when it's when you really think about it, and it's based on the true things. And like, it's kind of funny, this moment we just had with the serial killer guessing game. But when you really think about it, it is fucking depressing and yeah, like thick. we kind of we kind of did. Well, granted, Dylan has nothing to do with the questions, of course. I put this thing together, and of course, I start telling stories because I have a fascination. But these are awful, awful fucking people. So by, I guess we should put, I guess we should make this little thing before you pick our movie for next week. This uh, whatever, uh, we don't mean to really shed lighter support i know we just made like a game out of it we're sitting here laughing and making jokes and i'm giving facts about what happened and i'm kind of doing it with glee all these people had victims of these awful people had families and shit 
but I guess it's just the fact that it's out there. It's in the psyche. I mean, look, I mean, Saturday Night Live makes fun of, would make jokes about COVID, right? And COVID has killed people. You know, it's... No, I'm perfectly fine with jokes, honestly. Plus, this is a a podcast. We're also trying to be entertaining and funny to an extent. So... No, no, I'm fine with jokes because, like, Holocaust jokes, 9-11 jokes. Like, at some point, you do have to joke about things because human history is just full of so much fucked up shit that you just have to, at some point, laugh about it. I just want to make sure that we're not coming off as like, hey, we're, we worship, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what sucks? Though? It sucks that we have to have this part. We subscribe to, uh, you know, yeah, the, to real life. I, 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 you would never see me with a Ted Bundy t-shirt or uh, anything like that. I might have some cool Friday 13th shit and Freddy Krueger and Jason and all that, but there is a difference. And if you're someone who says you like horror, but you don't actually really like you like horror movies, but then you're also a fucking sick fuck who just has posters of real life serial killers and all that. uh, You're not the same as me. I I don't know this. I mean, this could literally be a a whole podcast into itself. I think, I mean, because we could drift into the fact that the fact that we put out in a public forum these people and put them on a pedestal in a weird way only creates more people if maybe the, if we didn't report on all this shit that's like the true, joseph yeah. pausinski thing that was local that wasn't like a big thing but it had a big big effect on me i remember it so it's it's interesting when like there's literally there's the term copycat killer yeah i i yeah there's a whole dude there's a whole I have a whole copycat story I can get to, but we're running long and we have lives. So, Dylan, with all that said, we don't support serial killers, okay? I'm real life serial killers. Real life serial killers. We're just fascinated by it, the human psyche and the stories are crazy because I don't know. Maybe maybe we're all a little bit fucked up in some way. But Dylan, you strive for five. You fucking earned it and you got there. And you text me earlier today. And said that you had a good movie. And I said, when you win Strive for Five, tell me then. You won Strive for Five. So tell me now. Well, it's a movie I keep forgetting. I've wanted to pick it so many times because I've heard great things. Hopefully they hold true. I've never seen it. Um, and it's, um, and it's, I think it might be an interesting, I can't think of anything recently that we've covered that. Um, I feel like this might have a little bit of sci-fi to it. Uh oh, um, and it is. Let me just make sure that it's still available because I'd be upset. Um, it is called. It's on Shutter. It's called Psycho Goreman. Oh, buddy, I've seen the poster for this before. Twenty twenty one. It's a uh, brand new movie from the director of The Void father's day the divide um i've seen i haven't even seen a trailer i just have heard osmosis things good things uh and i really i've been wanting to watch it dude to where like i've had a screenshot saved on my phone because i kept forgetting that i wanted to watch it you know Um, i might go buy this do you know what i know psycho gorman because he's getting another shout out that nate guy on youtube 
he picked this up at like a Walmart or a Target. He was psycho gourmet. Like what? And he was and he was kind of like, what the hell is this? But I was looking at it like, yeah, what? You're right. What the hell is that? That looks like something that I want to watch. <laughs> so when you said that, I was like, oh shit. Uh, but you said it's on Shutter, so it's on Shutter. Um, it might be on something else, but I I, I don't know. Psycho um, Gorman, I love that pick. It, I, I've heard things. It's like a horror comedy, sci-fi. It's like a little bit of like a. It's got a little Power Rangers th- vibe to it. I don't know. Um, Pro wrestler Rhino is the lead. You're not gonna get that. But we're gonna check out Psycho Gorman. That's been the Clovich Killer, and we'll see you next episode. Hopefully, this shit's good. I hope so. Thanks, guys. Don't kill. Don't or yeah, kill. Don't... Or be killed. That's not the message I want to put out. Psycho Gorman. There. We did it. Awkward talk with Dad. Over.